let's ask for the Lord to be in our presence. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we honor and praise you for the gift of life that you have given us in your Son, their Lord and my Lord, Jesus Christ. Lord, I ask for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that it will guide the words, not only of me, your servant, Lord, but the ones that have helped to participate. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to serve you, not only in church, but in the prison, in feeding, and in visiting. We are so honored, dear God, to be called your children. We ask you that you will bless each and every one of us here, Lord. And those are in great need, Lord, Bill Jeffries. We're thankful that Vicki is with us today, Lord. We thank you for the ones that have gone through suffering that are here, Lord, because this is a house for healing. We thank you and we praise you again. And again, Lord, I ask for a special portion of the Holy Spirit to guide me through these few moments. For we ask all these things in your blessed name. Amen. If I could have you open your Bibles to Matthew 14, 23. There are Bibles in front of you. If you want to follow along. And the word says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him on the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. You see, there are many times when we do service, we get so involved in doing for others that sometimes we need a little time for ourselves. And that little bit of time is shown by the example of Jesus Christ, that even being God, Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, after all he had done, his humanity came through and he was weary. He was tired, needed rest. But you see, he went up to the mountainside to rest, not as we would rest. He went to rest in his Father in prayer. For you see, strength comes through prayer and strength comes through the gift of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat had already gone a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, please bid me to come out to you on the water. Come, said Jesus Christ. Lord, save me. And Christ reached out his hand and stepped out of the boat 
in faith in what he saw in front of him. And what he saw in front of him was Jesus Christ. He saw the face of his Savior. All fear left the man. And all he can see in Jesus Christ was the faith that was necessary for him to make such a bold movement. I ask you, how many of you would be willing to step out of the boat in a tempest to walk on water? I think we have to understand what it's entailed here. Walking on water, it is impossible. It is impossible for you to step into the deep waters and walk on top of the water. It is impossible. But you see, in Christ, nothing is impossible. And as he called Peter, Peter went to him, got out of the boat, stepped out into the waves, and started walking towards Christ. You see, his eyes were focused on one thing and one thing alone, and that was the face of his Savior. And as long as the eyes were focused on Christ, he could do the impossible. Impossible. I cannot understand what it is to walk on water. It's beyond my comprehension. But you see, when Christ said, come, Peter had two choices. He could stay in the boat, or he could step out. He chose to step out in faith. And as he did so, he was rewarded. But you see, faith is based on our focus on the eyes of Christ. The minute that he turned around and lost sight of the source of his faith, what happened to him? He began to go underwater. But the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ is such that he says, although you fail, let me show you grace. Reach down and pick him up before he went under. That's the way it is in our lives many times. We are traveling in the waves of life. And many times we're at the bottom of the wave where we can't see anything. But sometimes Christ says, I'm going to bring you up on the high wave so you can see the face of your Savior. So life has its ups and downs. But you see, the faith that we have in Jesus will make those waves disappear. He will give you smooth sailing. He will make your life a life of peace and tranquility. I'm a big advocate of peace in Christ. For you see, all around me can be turbulent times. But my grace in my Lord Jesus Christ gives me a peace that the world doesn't understand. But God's children do understand what peace is. Some of you have gone through some terrible times in your life. 
what held you up. It's the peace that God, Christ has to give you. But that's not the story. You know, that's, that's the general story we hear all the time about Peter. And it's always about Peter. My mini-sermon is, Peter stepped out. How come the 11 other people didn't step out of the boat? Why is it that one stepped out and the 11 and others that were in the boat chose to stay in the boat? And I ask you, where are you? Where am I? Are you Peter? Or am I the one that relies on the comfort of the boat so that nothing will ever happen to me? Let's listen to what the disciples had to say because have you ever had somebody step out on faith and done something and it makes you feel bad because you didn't do it? Let's listen. Listen to the words of the ones that stayed in the boat. Did you see what Peter just did? He is one crazy guy. I would never do that for anyone, no matter what the circumstances are. I value my life way too much to just step out of the boat like that. I just wouldn't do it. What about you? I'm like you. I have too much to lose to take a chance like that. I have a wife and two daughters. Who will take care of them if something happens to me? And just imagine drowning? Ah, oh, what a terrible way to die. It just gives me goosebumps to think about it. What about you? Oh, I don't know. I don't know this man, Jesus, very well. I need more time to think about this before I do something crazy like stepping out into a tempest. You know, a storm, and I, I don't think I'm ready to leave my family and friends. I need more time. What about you? You know, he asks us to give up everything and follow him. I've worked hard in my life. I've got a few things. I, I don't want to give all that stuff up. You know, it's easy for him to say he doesn't have anything. He doesn't even have a place to lay his head at night to sleep. Tells me to give up everything. Some things of this world scare me. And when he starts talking about things not of this world, that just sends a chill down my spine. I mean, I don't really quite understand what he's talking about. I'm torn whether to follow or to stay. What about you? All will have to decide. You will have to decide whether you will follow the master, whether you will follow the way of Jesus and what Jesus calls of you, or if you will follow what the world has to offer. Although it may be tempting at times to go after all those things we see around us, the truth is that the fulfilling life only comes from following Christ. Amen. What about you? Where do you stand? Amen. Where do we stand in life? It's a choice that you have to make. I leave you with those thoughts. What have you done for the least of these? Amen.